This is the Gary V Audio Experience. What's up, podcast? This episode is an interview with Jazz Takar. Him and Gary talked a lot about how Gary got to some of his key ideologies today, like empathy, happiness, and legacy. Hope you enjoy. Gary V up next. And today, I got a very special guest, Mr. Gary Vaynerchuk. Did I do it justice? You did it justice. Thank it's you, perfect. Buddy. Thank you, brother. Thanks for having me on. I love you. Thank you. For everything, not only that you've done for myself and my team, but for the, the, the positivity that you're putting out there. This is our, this is going to be, this episode is going to be our series, uh, 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 it's going to series premiere, season premiere for uh, episodes, uh, season four, episode one. Yep. It's going to be How many dubbed, episodes have you done? I'm at 60 episodes. So this is 61 or 60? 61. Okay. Okay. Spencer Long wore that number last year for the Jets. He was terrible. So we're off to a tough start. <laughs> I, can, I can hold off for you. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. It's okay. The reason I make mention of uh, uh, the first, uh, sorry, first for season four is because um, you have, what you've been doing, it's been amazing, not only for, for my team to see, but really for the world to see. And so this episode is also going to be dubbed How to Make Positivity Louder. Because I know that's important to you. And I could talk for the next 30 minutes about all the little, little things that I've copied you on um, because you've allowed it. And, but I really want to give back. And so I can't, I can't pay you back for what you've done and the, the education that I've gotten from you. Because like you, I know you have a report card here somewhere. I couldn't <laughs> find mine. Yeah. Call um, the school. Like, email, like I, I couldn't find mine. This is a yeah. copy. Like, I literally had my admins. I'm like, call my high school. Yeah. I think I have the rights to it. Yeah, yeah. I think you can I get, should it. get it. Yeah. You should. You should do it. I, I, I like you. Like, I just barely, yeah. barely finished high school. Um, and so I can't pay you back for any, like, for all the stuff that you've done for us, Gary. But I want to pay it forward. Love. Um, and so hopefully we could do it through an episode like this and in the future. Um, so let's talk a little bit about some couple of things that you've taught me. A patience yes okay and then with patience i want you to also go into that which comes hard for alphas okay what do you mean well when you're hungry and ambitious and want to fuck up the world and win and dominate patience seems foreign right it seems anti-cultural to like what like when people think of themselves like i'm gonna win yeah they don't normally think i'm gonna win in 80 years fuck but where'd you get the patience from so it's hard it's like like you said it's easy uh, sorry, it's hard for people to, like, alphas to get it. I think I'm way more practical okay. than people realize because I'm so high energy and sometimes that seems less practical. Yeah. Um, I also think it's based on my ambition. You know, my ambition is not to own a Lamborghini. <laughs> my ambition is not to own a mansion. You know, my ambition is to try to buy the New York Jets. And I think in that, and more importantly, like, that's my kind of, like, selfish kind of fun yeah. immigrant to rags to riches thing my ambition is to leave a legacy and that's forever you know i may say the most profound thing that ever comes out of my mouth yeah might come out of my mouth when i'm 84 years old so on a virtual reality show on mars it might take it back for a second because there, there's going to be your lucky numbers five my lucky numbers 13 so there's probably 13 people that don't know about you yet yes. even though you're all over the place 13 million 130 million and that's the fun of it 1.3 billion don't who are, know who i am who are you and what do you do i'm an entrepreneur uh, immigrant from the former soviet union i grew up a hustler kid in jersey in the 80s and 90s i'm all those cliche things immigrant cursing jersey competitive feisty hungry ambitious but I'm also Tamara Vaynerchuk's son 
and that my mom is an emotional, intelligent juggernaut. She's quiet, she's a mother of three, she you know, is not super social, she's definitely not out there, but she has talents with empathy and gratitude and kindness that I completely absorbed DNA wise and then was parented by. And so I think I'm an unusual alpha business winner in that I'm building biz- businesses, I invested in a lot of big fancy companies, right. I've got all my Tumblr and Facebook and Twitter and Uber stuff around here. I've built a huge company, I've built multiple huge companies. I'm a, I'm a successful, wildly followed on social entrepreneur, Yeah. but I think I'm coming at it in such a different way than the other people that entrepreneurs look up to. Mm-hmm. And I think um, it's the thing I'm most proud of, which is I think I'm putting words in, especially alpha males, but alpha females too, mm-hmm. I'm putting words in the vernacular mm-hmm. that had just not been part of the winning business culture. The words empathy and gratitude and kindness and patience were not the words coming out of 26-year-old entrepreneurs saying that they're gonna kill it or crush it. Well, they, a lot of people wanna tear down buildings, not help others try to either build up theirs or just build bigger buildings like you say. Yeah, I mean, what you're referring to, and I appreciate you calling that out, it's one of my favorite things. Like, I think if you're great, you don't spend time tearing other people's buildings down. I want every, before we went on camera, I, the reason I give away all my best advice yeah. is because if somebody's a better executor than me, it's gonna happen anyway. Right. It's gonna happen anyway. So I uh, I think the world has abundance. Like my success is not at the expense of anybody else's, nor is it the other way around. How'd you get so fucking quiet? Like how did you get so quiet in your head? Because I'm getting there and I'm not just saying Practice, that. see? You just said something very important and you'll understand this better than people listening for the first time. Okay. You're, you said something powerful, I'm getting there. Why? Because you listened to me. And it became something you started believing in and once you started tasting it, you can't untaste you it. You can't. It's very unnatural to think giving more than taking leads to more for you, but it's the truth. And so, especially if you're talented. And so, people think they're giving. I think it's egotistical because you said that and I was about, really? Like in my head I was about to say, I, I know I have a certain talent. I don't it's think it's, this. I think it's I think it's self-awareness. Got it. I think that, you know, look, I'm incredibly confident. And I think ego is insecurity. So I think it's confidence speaking. And then I think confidence is more palpable when it comes with humility. Right? Like I think the reason listen, there's a lot of people who see one Instagram video of me for yeah. one minute and yeah. not like me. Right. Because I'll be hot and excited sure. and person, I'll be like, fuck this guy. <laughs> yeah. But anybody who's actually spent any time digging. The reason I think most people end up liking me if they really go down the the rabbit hole is there'll be something that I'll do that will make them realize in all the bravado and all the East Coast, there's an equal amount of humility, patience, kindness, and it'll be that light. It'll be like, whoa, I didn't expect that from him. Yeah. Um, And I think that that's important. I think, you know, that just comes with a mixture of DNA and experience. But for me, for me, I got quiet and what you're referring to if people don't follow me is I talk a lot about being quiet, which means, look, if you go to my latest post on Instagram, there'll be 800 people that are saying, um, I mean, there's people that say outlandish things like, you're Jesus, and I'm like, all right, let's calm it down. But like, <laughs> people really get fired up about me. Sure. And then there'll be 
eight people that are like, you're a snake oil salesman. You're right. full of shit. Yeah. You, you don't, what the fuck? This guy's getting rich over talking about common sense. Look, there's people that knew that I'm going to come see you and they were thinking you're a snake oil salesman. For me, it's easy. Like one year out the other when they talk, like when they say that because they haven't dug deep enough. Yeah. It's not, the, you know, it's, the there's no depth I, in and, that. And that. And the reason I don't get upset when people yeah. kind of take a hot take at me yeah. is I don't, exp- I don't have the audacity okay. to think somebody should spend an hour digging into me. People are busy. What the fuck are they supposed to spend an hour consuming all my content to get a good read on me? I think that's audacious. I think that's insecurity. So when people have hot, I get it. I know how excited I can get. I know that in a 30 second video, I can come across, because I get very, when the lights go on, I get very, I feel like I'm an athlete. Right. When the lights are on, I'm in. That's me Sunday nights, buddy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's me Sunday nights. Like, I can't wait to get to uh, out of the locker room into the fucking game on Monday morning. And for me, when the lights are on, a piece of content, yeah. that's me actually wearing my uniform and yes. performing. And and like in real life, though, I don't have athletic ability, but when I try to scrap it up with friends, like, I'm dirty. Like, I want to win at all costs, whatever it takes. Chew their heads off. And so, and but when the game's over, it's like, you know, like, you know, I'm not happy I tripped that guy. Like, it's not, I don't feel good about it. It's just I can't help it. During that game, that's what I'm going to do. Right. And I think that's, if you're self-aware enough, and that's what can come across in my content. Yep. But the reality is the truth always speaks in the end. You know, there's a lot of fake good guys out there. Right. And I like that the world's starting to expose them. I and, like it a lot. And do you think it's these, like the cameras and the social media, that's the shit that's going to expose it? 100%. You know how many guys are walking around scared right now? Why? Because they know they pinned a woman against a wall and did something inappropriate 13 years ago? I walk around light as a fucking feather. I like that. And I knew that was going to happen 20 years ago. And Because doing the right thing is always the right thing, something I say a lot. I've lived that. I was parented by a tremendous mother. So I know who I am. I'm not perfect. I'm fucking got plenty of shortcomings. But I know what I've done and what I haven't done. And you live that life. And like, and I'm also willing to deal with my circumstances when I do the wrong thing. When I make a wrong bad business decision and the business feels the effects of that, I don't blame other people. I'm extremely accountable. It's all your fault. 100%. And people get mad at me for that sometimes. They're like, that's not a good way to look. You get depressed. I'm like, look, optimism and confidence along with accountability is incredible. I have accountability. I also say don't beat yourself up. I don't judge myself. Who do you have accountability? Real quick though. Yeah. I'm full, because I've never said this this way. I'm fully accountable, yet I don't have the ability to judge myself when I fail. How did that happen? Like how did you? I think in general, a lot of what I am is a contradiction. And so I think that's where a lot of this is happening. So I'm able to be accountable, but I don't dwell. Being accountable doesn't mean you beat yourself up. You know, I never say I suck, but I'm aware that I lost. That's different. Just because you lost doesn't mean you suck. And that's how I think about it. It's not the final score. I like booze in the third quarter. Like, I, I've used this analogy lately. I like it. I, I actually thrive over, like, if I was, I think a lot about basketball because I'm getting really into it. The Garden's MSG. right there. The Knicks are about to have a big offseason. Please, God. KD? You guys are, KD? Well, hopefully. You got, are you guys, are you, are you a Raptors oh, fan? You must be losing It's all about, we're losing our shit over there. So, when you come on Thursday, it's game one. I know. If you were fucking staying, we I couldn't. Gonna, we I were going to get you tickets. I know, I was going to, oh, trust me, I was super locked okay. in. I was going to be super proper. Next time tickets on us, though. I, I would have been super proper. I would have <laughs> okay. been super set up. But I had to get back I to I know you would have been set up. Uh, you don't need us, but I got No, no, I appreciate it. Go on. It, but like, uh, Knicks. 
No, no, but I think a lot about like me yeah. in different scenarios. Like I'm the guy that like if if I'm a Nick yeah. and and Toronto goes on a 13-0 run to start the third quarter and we call a timeout and the whole garden is booing, yeah. I love it. And this is something I'm trying to figure out how to explain to people mm. because that booing is killing everybody. And now that we have social, the booing is on the record. Right. People are crushed by negative feedback from their mother, from their spouse, from their boss, from the general public, from anonymous comments on social, and I feed off of it. I laugh when I see kids or people trying to hate on me, mm. and I'm like, man, if this person knew that that negative content actually is feeding me, yes. not bringing me down, yeah. they'd be so fucking devastated. <laughs> then stop like, it. <laughs> they're literally spending 20 minutes right now to try to hurt me, <laughs> and they're actually feeding me to be stronger than ever. I'm like, I always look at them like, man, they must be mad. I, I don't even have the heart. Yeah. I never reply, I never reply that way. I okay. never reply to somebody who hates on me, yeah. like that comment, because I think, it, I don't even want to deploy negativity. I don't like negativity. <laughs> so when somebody's shitting on me, if they actually knew the truth, yeah. which is that actually is what feeds me, not the positivity. Right. Actually, that's not true, both. Okay. Like this is why I think I'm scary. Right. I think I'm scary because I can't hear you. You say I'm the best, cool. You say I suck, cool. You try to hurt me by saying I suck, cool. You try to, like, like, like when you're not penetratable by outside feedback, you're fucking dangerous. You are. We were talking off air, you asked me how I heard about you. And uh, it was a few years I saw a YouTube video. And I've been very blessed to kind of always know what my passion was. I'm not good at a lot of things. There's one or two things I'm good at. Um, it's things like this yep. and talking, meeting yep. with people. Yep, people skills. Okay. Yep. Um, you talked about Smurf It Up. To the 13 people that don't or haven't seen it yet, how did that come about? Oh, I have no, I'm so improv. Yeah. I was giving a keynote. Just, and it just. And like, I was trying to make a point. This was 2008. Yeah. And that's it what was, I really want you to go it into. It was the talk that made me write Crush It. Okay. I got off stage. It yeah. was right here at the Javits Center. Okay. So crazy. Actually, I never made this connection. The talk that changed my career was literally a five minute walk from my office right now. That's fine. I got offered to speak at this Web 2.0 Summit in 2008 at the Javits Center. And, I, and there was two very important tech guys in the green room with me. Fred Wilson, uh, who's an amazing all-time VC here in New York, and Jason Fried, the incredible founder of, 30, uh, of 37 Signals, wrote a, work, a book called Rework. Okay. Actually, a very different point of view of me, like work-life balance to the extreme, the other way, the balance. Yeah. Uh, I like everybody in my office. He wants people to it's work quiet. remote. <laughs> but I respect the shit out of him. Different points of view, different things that are comfortable. Anyway. I remember, I'll never forget this. I looked at both of them and I said, something's about, I remember the energy I felt. I go, something's about to happen. I'm like, either good or bad, but I could feel the chemicals in my body being different. And I didn't, I hadn't spoken a lot at that point. This okay. was maybe my 10th speech ever. Okay. Eighth, sixth, wow. super early in my speech. You were career. passionate in that, in that, on that I talk. I remember man. I felt a moment. Yes. And the moment is what basically has happened in the world, which is, I just knew in 2008 for sure, and I knew probably in 05, but in 08 it was like that the world was about to change because of the internet right. and social media in a way that nobody was understanding, that everybody had a chance. That this, look, the internet doesn't care what country you're from, what your race is, gender, like it's, it's, it's the truth. People are shitting on it 
They should be loving it. They're shitting on it because they don't re- they didn't realize how fucked up we were and right. we're getting exposed by the internet, by social. There is no social network. There's platforms that we feed. All on everyone's yeah. like social media sucks. No, no, no. We suck. <laughs> social media is the mirror. Like like it's funny to me when people are like Facebook. I'm like there is no Facebook. Facebook isn't CNN. Yeah. Like like CNN Fox. Facebook is a platform. We're Facebook. Who's Facebook? Zox is we, not posting. We feed it. Your Facebook. <laughs> Your fucking Facebook. And so we needed that. But <laughs> I mean it. Like I'm every day now, like social media is ruining us. I'm like, we're ruining us. We fill the pipes. We're the water in the pipe. Our water's contaminated. We're the problem. Which is amazing because now we'll eventually get there and then we'll fix it but or get better. But nonetheless, I just knew that talk was gonna go. I went out there and I just shot my shot. I told yeah. everybody like, look, this is the greatest year ever. Anybody can do anything. Let's not think about trillions. Let's think about tens of thousands and be happy. It's funny when people are like, Gary, you push hustle and, and burnout. I'm like, what are you talking about? My signature talk talked about being happy, making 80,000 a year, talking about Smurfs. That is the polar opposite of like burn yourself out and buy a mansion. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's my own little like current tip for everybody thinking I'm pushing hustle porn. I'm like, I'm like, I get it. I like hustle. Yes, I think work ethic matters. But the but equally, please listen to what I've been saying for a decade. I want people to be happy. And if you're happy making forty two thousand a year working at Rogers at a nine to five in Canada, fucking live your life. I'm not judging. That's basically what I was saying there, which is Smurf it up meant yep. if you love the Smurfs more than anything else in the world please start a Smurf podcast or video show at night and maybe three years later after doing it every night because you will do it every night because you want to talk about Papa Smurf. Yeah. And Smurfette is cool to you. And you'll talk about it. And if you can build a little niche audience, and it's funny what happened with Smurf It Up because at the time it wasn't in the ecosystem, but then what ended up happening was a couple years later it was a huge feature film about Smurfs. Smurfs kind of reboot. Oh, I didn't catch that. And I always think about, man, if somebody actually literally took my advice, they probably would have gotten like a $50,000 ad deal for, for the movie to promote on their podcast. <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, for everybody listening, what this all means is like, look, if you have a passion or an interest or a hobby, I believe your hobby can be your business if you start making content around it in podcast video form, written form, which eventually can lead to you selling merchandise, eventually lead to you being the speaker on the subject matter, a personality, you know, a subscription-based business, an events business, Smurf Con once a year you throw in your in New York and you make 100,000. And is your life better doing something you love? Maybe something as small as Smurfs can only make you 200,000 a year and you might be making 330 as a corporate lawyer, but I'm saying do that and stop buying his fancy cars and homes and jewelry so that you're happy, happy. This has all been one game for me over the last 10 years to mm-hmm. get to this place where I can articulate what I mean, which is like, let's get happy out here. Like we have to redefine success. Success cannot be Lamborghinis, mansions, and boats. Su- success has to be being happy because people are not happy. And happy's fun, How does happy's somebody- fun. I totally agree with you. Gary. And that's what led to keeping up with the Joneses. Right. That's what's led to me going hard after mothers and fathers. Like yeah, the what's this re- now? Talk to me about this. Most now. people are unhappy because their parents fucked them up. Because they wanted them to be doctors, lawyers, engineers? Yep. Or because the parent is unhappy themselves, so they're deploying misery loves company. And it's okay. My big thing is like, you don't have to hate your mom. Like, I need to start adding to this. Yes. So like, for example, this Take is the first time, time I'm going to say yep. this. 
If your mom fucked you up because she's the negative one, you don't need to hate her. You need to go up the ladder and be like, oh fuck, her, your grandma fucked your mom up. So like, to me it's like, look, if you're hearing me right now and you've been listening the last year and I'm saying like, put pressure on the person that's negative and you've come to realize it's your mom or dad, don't hate them, actually be empathetic for them. Just don't live under that geist. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. Because what it's gonna lead to if you don't do that, if you don't forgive and understand they got fucked too, mm-hmm. then you're gonna resent and that's gonna encompass you. And that might go down to your kids now. My hope is the ones that are consuming me are gonna be the ones that stop it. Yeah. But it starts with forgiving their mom because they have to realize it was their grandfather and then they realize it was their great grandfather and then you start realizing, oh wait. And they didn't, your mother didn't have the luxury of the internet where she could have stumbled upon somebody like me. And not that I'm fancy, I'm just saying, they didn't hear other voices. We live in the generation of hearing other voices. People focus on the extreme shit that's getting banned and all that. What about the positive shit? I know. Do you know how much we can change people? This is why positivity needs to get louder to put a bow on how you set this up. I'm living out, I'm not on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram trying to debate everybody like everybody else is. I'm not trying to convince anybody. Convincing doesn't work. You're not gonna convince somebody that sees the world differently Mm. to see it your way. That's audacious. I'm gonna live and create example and create collateral happiness and positivity. The end. Hang on, before you say the end, collateral happiness. And to that. Collateral happiness. I'm I'm just living. Got it. And And documented. Some dude in Toronto is like, fuck, I fuck with this. Yes. And then you get happy. And I'm gonna pay it forward. And if you don't, because plenty don't, yes. that's fine too. You're one fucking dude. Yes. And I'll go to Sarah love and Sally. Yeah. And I'm not crippled by it. And what am I doing? I'm just doing what my mom, my dad, and fucking immigration life did to me. I'm just a byproduct too. I know you speak about your mom a lot, about mm-hmm. her giving you this self-esteem. Yes. How did she? Like one or two things. Like what? Like She overemphasized when I was being kind. Okay. You're a nice boy. That was so nice. Like when I was nice to like kids that were getting picked on, yeah. she made that a big deal. She also held me accountable. Report cards, punished. 0 for 4 in baseball, you suck. Not the coach, not the sun was in your eyes, not anything else, you. <laughs> so like I think, I think it was a positive reinforcement of good behavior. Yep and accountability when results weren't there. I think a lot of people go over positive and it becomes delusion. Right. Right? Like that's why we have a soft culture. Participation trophies. Correct, that's why I talk about eighth place trophies. Right. I talk about it because I think that's a place where we're hurting kids. Like, so what, you suck at baseball. Pick up basketball. Or, or, or program, <laughs> or sell lollipops, yeah. or be a designer, right. or do post-edit production. Like, right. like, nobody's good at everything. LeBron sucks at science. And he didn't give a shit that he sucked. Went all in, as you say. And that's right? why athletes and actresses and singers, we put them on pedestals. Who were they as kids? They were pot committed to their talent. Did you ever play poker? No. Because you use a lot of poker analogies. I play not like. Professional by any means. I do use a lot of poker analogies because like I feel like it connects to people. They understand when you have the, a lot of, you know this because you consume my content. When you have the best hand, you go all in. Yes. People can understand what that means. Um, so I take it from an abstract to a direct analogy that may connect. Your company, Vayner Media, now VaynerX, yes. which is the holding company of how many companies now? 
four, five, six. And how many people are, are, are a working? Thousand. A thousand. Congratulations to that. Thank you. How, like, there's people who want to build bigger companies. How did you scale so fast, Gary? Um, by not caring about profit. Elaborate, my man. Is that in the most business people, world? That sounds most weird. People don't, <laughs> most people don't build big businesses because they take the money off the table and buy dumb shit. Back to the Lambos and the Ferraris. And you put it, so if you don't mind me asking, you we went you, from three to, we went from one to three to 14 to 27 to 58 to 70 to 100 million in revenue. Okay. Which is great, obviously. Yes. But I never made money. What you were, you were putting it right back in. Yep. Hmm. <laughs> you know, a fun thing right now that's going on in my world is people are like, Gary Vee, you're full of shit. Wait a minute, you're saying that you made no money in your 20s, but how the fuck did you have money to invest in Facebook and Twitter and all that shit? When you talk about that, I'm like, I saved. When I made 43,000 one year, I saved 5,000 that year. Yeah, you actually put away money. You know how many people make 43,000 a year and collect 8,000 in debt that year because they needed to go to Coachella and drink blue bottle coffee? Like seriously, we've yeah. gone away from old school shit. Like, like I laughed. That's I didn't what my parents taught us. When, people, yeah, when people are like, come with me at this, I'm like, I saved money. I lived in an $1,100 a month apartment and I bought nothing. I went no vacations. I bought no, no clothes. I didn't spend any fucking money. I watch your content. You wear, like, you don't buy, like, no watches, no Gucci belts. Shit. Yeah. I don't buy shit. Trash talk. How did Trash that come talk. about? Uh, I, like, you don't need to do this. No, I'll, I'll do it. I, <laughs> no, no, I mean, oh, like, you don't need to. I got sell, so like, many people sales. that yeah. said, fuck you, Gary. Easy for you to say you have money. And I was like, okay, let me show them what I did when I didn't have money. Yeah. There's a way to make money on a Saturday morning. Yep. I might fucking sell the Smurf. Yeah. I'll, I told I'll you I was going to put it on a shelf, but I'm like, you know what? <laughs> you know, like, like, yeah. I mean, look, my knack was always, to, I mean, look, this sports card thing. Like, yes, I'm telling people to their face. <laughs> Kawhi rookies are up 80% Obviously, in the last four months. The claw. <laughs> like, I'm t I always tell people to their face, bro. Every, you you started doing after you saw the video when? When did you first come across that video? Um, I'm gonna say 2000, uh, mid 2017. Good, so we're talking two years ago maybe, yep. Yep. right? I've been saying it for 10 years. You just saw it two years ago and you just started to execute. People have been watching me for nine years and still aren't executing. I'm giving you the fucking blueprint, it's free. There's no yep. funnel here, there's no mastermind, there's no ebook to sell. I'm giving it to you. For the guys who are watching and listening, the Gary V content model oh. is like the I amount of people Gary, I that paid 20 G's right now, dude. <laughs> yeah. I would have paid twenty G's dude, all day long. I would have written new. Amount of people that have reached out to me that saying I cannot believe you put that out for it free. It is ridiculous. I didn't when I first it's saw the Bible, it, right? It's we have six copies, <laughs> six copies printed at our office because everyone has it because we Just we dissect. It. Yep. And Gary, I've only. I've only done 15% of it I'm and my aware, whole fucking bro. business has turned around. Brother, I want to be the greatest entrepreneur of all time. I don't know if I will be. How, how do you, like, I've said that about you to people and they ask me a question, so I'm sorry, go I need to cut you off, man. No, go ahead, go ahead. Like, when do you know that you're the greatest entrepreneur of all time? You don't, that's okay. the best part of it. Fucking I don't get to decide. There is no trophy. 
This is about intent. This is where I think people don't understand the bigger meaning of what I'm saying. When I say I wanna be the greatest entrepreneur of all time, it means that I wanna give to entrepreneurs at a level that nobody's ever given before. It doesn't mean at 87 or some fucking weird Academy Awards of like, and the greatest, like that's not gonna happen. It's you a know? process. And the greatest entrepreneur, I don't believe that she or he is gonna make the most money. Nobody gives a fuck when the person with the most money dies. People care when somebody who gave dies. When some random person that made $19 billion dies from the Forbes list, nobody gives a fuck. When Prince dies, we shut down for a day or two. Mm-hmm. Cause he gave through art, something that impacted you. You gave a fuck about Purple Rain. You didn't give a fuck. It's like everybody, I always tell people about entrepreneurship, it's like fantasy sports. Nobody cares about anybody else's fantasy team. So true. Right? I'm a fantasy football guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't care about it. You love anything. your team. Yeah. Like Ricky's <laughs> you think gonna your run the best. But you don't. But even best, run, you just don't give a fuck. <laughs> nobody, be, nobody gives a fuck how much money I'm going to make. When somebody sees Warren Buffett or fucking Zucks or Bezos, that's like cool, and they go, "I wish, I wish I could have that much money." They're not like, "Yay, Bezos." Nobody gives a fuck about anybody else's money. People care about what you did for them. That's why I have a shot. Cause I'm gonna spend the next 50 years giving to the game that gave to me. Thank you for You care that. more about me because you start the meeting, this video with, I can never pay you back. Think about what that feels like for me. That's amazing. It's the truth. You know how many people watch and like, like are minor league players and they're like, Gary Vee's an idiot. That dude would have paid 20,000. He gave him free. Fucking idiot. You're an idiot. You're playing minor leagues. I'm trying to go to the Short Hall term. of Fame. You're trying to go to the Hall of Fame. I probably have a couple of minutes with you. I so want to respect your time. Go I don't ahead. want yeah, John Trout to come Let's in and, and get pissed off. Uh, two things. He's not tough. Okay, just now. Um, shout out, Charlie. Last Saturday, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock in the morning. It's starting to change Saturday mornings now for... For, for people. I hope it really, really does. I have a five-year-old and a three-year-old. My partner has a six and a four-year-old. Did they watch it? Um, my not guys, my, I haven't yet because I needed yeah, to watch it. I, I, I was I like, it. I know Gary's not going to throw any F-bomb, <laughs> but my wife might get pissed off. You know yeah, what I mean? I get, but I get, let me just watch it. Yeah. 14 minutes and 30 yeah. seconds or something yeah. like that, just so That's you know, right. I did actually watch it uh, in the 12th minute or so. Amazing, amazing messages. What can my kids uh, expect to get I out of this, man? Up Little V. Little V is like a project I'm very passionate about. I started a Saturday morning cartoon. Um, I wanted to make a cartoon that I would have watched at seven. It's not super complicated. I, I always say, like, scratch your own itch. I know seven-year-old Gary, and as much as he loved Scooby-Doo, yeah. and as much as he loved G.I. Joe and Transformers, and as much as he loved Tom and Jerry, and I loved Tom and Jerry when I was five, <laughs> there would have been no better show for me than Lil V. And uh, I've started this show, and it, what's real, I mean, this is super selfish, it's so fun. These are mixes of like actual shit that happened to me yeah. and then just making it contemporary. Right. Right? Like right. the first episode is about selling slime at school. Yeah. You know, for me that was like G.I. Joe figures or, you know, Star Wars figures or things of nature. Slime being cool in culture right now. Plus, you know, I, I make my sister a very big part of the- She was huge in that. Huge. And yeah. I want to make sure girls and boys watching it get fired up and Good like- you know, so I'm excited about it. I'm ex- I'm super excited. About you it. actually gave the Gary V content model within the episode. There's a like, there's a part of it. I was like, wow, brilliant. Oh, the amount, like, there's definitely a South Park Simpsons part of it too. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I'm really gonna educate 
mothers and fathers, like they're going to watch it too. I enjoyed it. I'm sure you did. I did enjoy it. I enjoyed it. it too. I watched that <laughs> shit now too. Lil V every Saturdays. Not yet. We, we're going to, we're going to, it took a long time to build this Obviously. episode. We didn't really know how long animation was going to take. Yeah. It, we're now a bunch of big, like I knew what was going to happen. The reason I decided to do it this way, which is not have a bunch in the can. Yeah. Is I wanted to put it out, establish the IP. And now the question becomes, does it actually show up? all over the world on Saturday mornings, not on YouTube. So we'll see if we continue the production or do I actually distribute this somewhere else? Look, man, I, I'm going to push it to my my cousin's kids and all Thank that you. kind of stuff as much as I can. One other thing, a quick yes. thing, Empty Wines. How did this come about? Obviously, you Scratching had- Scratching Itch, John and Nate were with me for 10 years, started as interns in the wine business, executives here at Vayner. I didn't need them day to day anymore, so I saw that as an offense, not a defense. And we started directing to a wine brand, like- making the best $20 wine in the world. Simple as that. And why'd you call it Empathy Wines? It's the single word that I most resonate with. I think I'm outright, being an empath has changed the course of my life. It, it is, if I lost empathy out of my body, if that trait didn't come to me through the DNA strands that my mom and dad gave me, I would be a very different man. Thank you for you. Thank you for being you. Thank you to your parents for instilling a lot of self-esteem in you. Um, and thank you so much for doing this with us. You got it, brother. I appreciate thank you. you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. You got it. Can we get a couple hey of guys? I hope there? you really enjoyed this episode of the Gary V Experience. Now go out and share this, pass it on. Let me know what you thought.